0: a disappointing result for us um, didn't do enough over the course of the 60 minutes to secure victory um, thought we were closing the distance in the second half uh, got a, had a miscommunication and gave up a, a long score um, we turned the ball over on the other side and you're not going to close distance and finish ball games you know giving up chunk plays and and turning the ball over um, and so you know that was a major component of it from an injury perspective uh, Minka uh, has a hamstring, uh, wasn't able to return. Uh, Kenny had a rib injury, wasn't able to return. Had some other bumps and bruises, but I think everybody else returned. Deontay returned, Dan Moore uh, returned. Um, we don't have a lot of time to absorb the result of this. We got a short week, um, and so we'll do so quickly and quickly turn our attentions and planning toward Tennessee. Um, as unfortunate as the outcome of this game is, man, it is, it is final, and, and we better. Uh, turn our attention toward the next opportunity on the short week and those are our intentions
1: it's a new season baby still for seven podcasts you already know what it is man gang gang you already know what it is man still the gang it's the gang it's the gang
0: you already know what it is man just for that mom super
1: Still is for seven, yeah. We bout to go get it. Still a gang, we win it. Go down in the trenches, yeah. We ain't tryna kick it like Drake. We do it for the sixes, then we can kick it, yeah. This our division, the other three go missing. Come on, let's get it, yeah. This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it. Still us for seven, yeah. We bout to go get it. Still a gang, we win it. Go down in the trenches, yeah. We ain't tryna kick it like Drake. We do it for the sixes, then we can kick it, yeah. This our division, the other three go missing. Come on, let's get it, yeah. Yeah. This our division Super Bowl. Let's <laughs> win it. Still a nation, what's going on? It's your man Cav here, man. It's Stills for Seven Podcasts, episode 113. The Pittsburgh Steelers lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars 20 to 10. Man, this this game. I felt like this game was definitely winnable. I just feel like, man, our offense is just not clicking. It's not clicking, man. And I don't know if it ever will click this year to get the best out of these guys, man. I'm going to get a little more into it in a little bit. But breaking down this game, oh, man, the first half, i probably seen the worst officiating job ever. You know, I don't even want to say ever because, you know, I've been watching football for a long time. But it's up there, man, where I was like – I heard calls. I heard the offensive line, the offensive guard being offsides, lining up offsides. I never heard of that before, one. And, two – Checking the replay, it's like he wasn't even offsides. It was act. It was a Jacksonville Jaguar player that was offsides. If you wanted to play like that, you know. So, you know, that whole first half from the officiating crew was terrible. You got to the point where you see Mike Tomlin on the sideline telling the ref, like, "What the f- is wrong with y'all today? What the f- is wrong with y'all today?" You know, and that I felt that. I felt that. I wasn't there. I wasn't around him, but I seen it on camera. I'm like, yo, I feel that. Every Stiller fan felt what Mike Thomas said and how he said it, man. Um, But, yeah, man, I felt like it's a couple things. Like, the James Pierre pass interference, I think it was third down. James, to me, James Pierre made a great play, man, great play. He jumped over or got around the receiver to kind of knock the ball off. I didn't see no real contact, you know, outside of just football. And that was horrible. I felt like that could have gave the Steelers what they wanted. Um, But offensively coming out, Kenny Pickett, I felt like his first throw to Deontay, the decision to play, that was great. But Deontay did not catch the ball. I feel it was a little mixture of Kenny overthrowing him a bit. Like, kind of, like, you know, if it, if he was a taller receiver, it, be, it wouldn't have been a question. He caught it, you know. But I felt like he threw it like he was throwing it to a tall receiver. The ball kind of got away from him just a tad bit. But, Deontay, the ball touched your hands, bro. And you know the law of the NFL when it comes to receivers. If that ball touched your hands, you were supposed to catch it, you know. And... As we know, with Deontay Johnson, it's a gift and a curse because he will get open fast. But it's like, is he going to get the ball? Is he going to catch the ball? And I feel like that's a 78% chance, 80% chance that he will catch the ball. But his drops is so magnified because of the history, you know, but. You know, I felt like that drive outside, you know, ended up becoming a three-and-out. We had so many three-and-outs, man. we about to call our offense a three-and-out crew. Um, It's tough. It's really tough to evaluate the team because just imagine you playing defense. If our offense is just able to sustain drives, I don't care if we – well, I do care if we score or not, but if we're able to have 10 – 10 play drive, 10 to 15 play drives, even, I'll I'll even take it back some, 7 to 12, 7 to 15 play drives. I just honestly feel like that the defense, you will see the eliteness of that group, man. And I'm not going to lie, it's starting to look like we're seeing. Our defense, like our playmakers, is starting to take a toll on these guys. I I got a question for you guys about T.J. Watt in a second. And here we go. Do you guys think T.J. Watt that reported heel injury that wasn't, you know, wasn't really, really reported, but, you know, it was out there saying he hurt his heel, do you think that's affecting his game? Because I'm starting to notice these last two games, TJ's not really dominating the offensive tackle like we would normally see, right? Even when, because, you know, he's getting, I'm not going to lie, everyone sees it. Like, he's getting choked and everything, right? But even so, you see TJ Watt still win those matches when he's fully explosive because he's exploding, into the offensive tackle you're getting them out of there you know he was able to get a sack or a half sack let me let me see what they officially gave him because you know they'd be all over the place with these stats man okay so they end up giving him a half sack you know so yeah man i feel like tj's kind of been he's his explosiveness I haven't been seeing since I saw that little report of a possible hill injury. But I don't mean to jump all around in this game. Normally I'll give you a breakdown all the way through, but honestly, it's a short week. Don't really want to break this all the way down. Got the Titans coming up. This particular week I made I'm a I'm probably gonna drop a podcast up until the game. So You know, this this particular podcast is just covering the game. Tomorrow, we'll really talk about Coach Tomlin's press conference, which is today, and um, just a little more information on the injury front the day after that, a little more um, on Tuesday, excuse me, on Wednesday, you know, the preview for the game. And Thursday, Thursday is, Thursday is the game, and then I'll come back Friday with the recap of that. But look, man, outside of the ref situation, the game was still winnable, you know? The game was still winnable, and then our, our guy, Kenny Pickett, gets hurt. He gets hurt, man. No flag, but I feel like Kenny, and honestly, it's not even a Kenny thing. I think Pittsburgh Steelers quarterbacks do not get the respect that the other quarterbacks around the league would get, like the other, really, I would say the other star quarterbacks, but Kenny's not a star yet, so the other quarterbacks in general, you know, um, I see our guys get hit with some crazy hits, and I don't be seeing flags too often, man, and y'all already know. Big Ben, they was. I think I heard somebody, it was like it was to the effect that it's like the shack effect with Big Ben. It's like, hey, man, like, yeah, he's getting fouled and stuff like that. Yeah, he's getting hit hard, but it's hard to tell. It's like, yo, Kenny ain't big like Big Ben. You can easily see he's getting hit and they being a little excessive, you know? So, you know, Kenny got knocked out the game, but prior to that, I'm not going um, past that, man. Our captain, our defensive captain in the backfield, man, Minka Fitzpatrick went down with a hammy, non-contact. And you could tell it was a hammy out the gate because he went and grabbed it. And that's one of them things where he probably felt like he got shot. You know, um, I haven't pulled a hammy. Luckily, Um, I'm, I'm happy I didn't. Well, at least to that degree. But it's consistent that when people you know, hurt their hamstring and that, like, to that degree that they sound like, they they normally come off and say, look, man, it feel like I got shot out there. You know, it's like the loud, like, it's a loud pop, a loud bang, you know. But, man, it's just a little, it was like a snowball effect and negativity in this game. Because once, (laughs) man, once they said Kenny was out, and I saw Mitch come in. Not going to lie, guys. I predicted a pick was coming. Now, I didn't think the pick was going to come after the touchdown. I honestly didn't think a touchdown was coming. You know? So, Kenny, not Kenny, Mitch was able to get a touchdown to throw a touchdown to George Pickens. George Pickens really did a lot of the work. I like I like how George Pickens... Um, Got into the end zone with that. Just jumped over the two guys and made it into the end zone. But let me get down to some numbers. Let me get into some numbers real quick. Um, as far as our offense, Kenny, when he was in first half, ten to 73 yards, four point six <laughs> average is crazy, bro. Like it's crazy for a quarterback. Like this is our offense. This is what our offense tells us, like, this is running back stuff. Running backs have these averages, man. You know what I'm saying? 4.6 for a quarterback as far as average, like completion average is crazy, B. You know what I mean? But no touchdowns for him, no interceptions. He got sacked once, and that sack took him out the game. Um, His quarterback rating was 73.2. Mitchell Trubisky's numbers was 15 to 27, 138 yards, um, 5.1, no better. So you looking at that, you like, all right, it's not the quarterbacks per se. It's really our system. We don't have big plays like we don't have big plays. Now, granted, <clears throat> I'm not going to just let Kenny just get away with this, but Kenny missed a wide open Deontay and he saw him late. He saw him late where I honestly felt like, that was one of those plays you could have eyed Deontay the whole time. Or, you know, let me not do that. I felt like if you knew what the play was, which I know he knows the play was, you and looking at the defense on the snap, you should already know Deontay is going to be open, just seeing where, how the linebackers move. So Kenny took his eyes off it, and by the time he looked back at Deontay, it was already late like where they can kind of recover, man. And then he ended up throwing it behind Deontay. Deontay didn't sit because it was like Deontay kind of – it looked like Deontay expected to catch it while he's running his route, you know, in the end zone. So that was a big bummer, man. That was a touchdown right there. And you take away that field goal. Look, man, the Steelers in in Jacksonville might have been playing in overtime or – you know, they don't even get that touchdown later on because it's like a momentum thing. We have the momentum and our defense turn up when we have momentum, man. But, you know, but yeah, I, I'm I'm just stuck on that, man. Like 5.1 for Mitch and 4.6. I don't really see quarterbacks with those type of numbers when it comes to average of throwing like completions, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Um, running, our running game was like horrible. Only 70 yards on the ground. And that's because five people ran the ball at certain points, man. Um, Jalen Warren had five carries for 19 yards. Mitch had three carries for 18 yards. Najee, seven for 13. Kenny, one for 10. Calvin Austin, two for 10. Like, this is horrible, B. This is horrible. And honestly... When you draft a guy like Najee Harris, and Najee's not perfect, man. I'm about to get him too. But when you draft a guy like Najee Harris, and then you end up coming across a guy like Jalen Warren, the running game, the scheming of the running game has to be better. It has to be better, man. You have to put Najee in places where, in positions, where he's supposed to succeed. Najee shouldn't be having, no outside runs or getting the ball and out of shotgun. Unless he's going out for a route or something like that. And I really don't be liking that. You know? And But to Najee. Najee, man. I don't understand how you're a big back. And when guys get a hold of you, your legs stop. Your legs stop moving, man. And you start to use your upper body to get them off of you. I don't understand how any of the coaches, or even you think that's going to work. That doesn't work. You a big back, man. That's why when Jalen Warren comes in and he gets touched by somebody, they start to begin the tackling process on him, the pile falls forward more often than not. Your case, you get stood up. Because why? You stop moving your feet, man. Like Najee, you got to do better, bro. You gotta do better. We picked you number one. You shouldn't even be in the position where, you shouldn't even be in the position where they, they're uh, like just looking at you like, yo, Jalen Warren should be Q- I mean, not QB, RB1. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be in that position at all. You know, our offense, our offense was terrible, man. It was terrible and it's been terrible. And it's to the point where now when I make these songs, I might not shout out no offensive player no more, man. Not going to front. But it's like the most com- uh, the most <sighs> production we get. And granted, we are missing Pat Fry move. But even when Pat was here, we wasn't using Pat like we used Pat last year where Pat was actually wide open and making big plays for us. You know, this year it was a whole bunch of putting Pat in some crazy – crazy spots on the field where when he catch the ball he's getting cracked, yo. Know? He's getting cracked. And then he get knocked out the game or he getting knocked out for a play or two or something like that, man. And then not having Pat, you have a six five to six seven Darnell Washington and when it comes to the red zone, we don't even have nothing schemed for him. It's like what's the point of having all these all this height and we can't use it, B. You know? A little reference to um paid in full camp well rico what's the point of having soldiers if you can't use them b you know what i'm saying so what's the point of having a titan that big and you don't use them and it's not like he's Zach gentry you know what i'm saying like he can actually receive he can actually run routes to some degree right so i don't really understand that part man um the only production i honestly feel like comes from our offense is Deontay Johnson to be honest with you, and um, George Pickens, but it's like, is I really just want to leave it at Deontay because when it comes to Deontay, he's getting open. He had 14 targets, and I will if I I understand why he has 14 targets because he's open. He gets open. He runs his routes. When it comes to running routes, he's run, he's the best, and it's like a far distance between number two. You, I can't even tell you who else runs routes good for the Steelers. I can't. I can't tell you that at all, you know. But Deontay had his 14 targets for eight catches. It's like, it's, uh, oh, man. But anyway, man, he had eight catches for 85 yards. His average was 10. 10 yards a catch. Najee and Conor Hayward both had five catches, man, with Najee having five targets. So he caught all his. Um, Conor Hayward, you know, he caught all but one. George Pickens had five targets and one reception. I honestly feel like I I don't even know, man, because George Pickens don't be getting open like that. And it's like you have to really just throw it to an area where he can get it. So up until George Pickens is able to make separation and and, and like step his route running game up, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on that train of giving him more targets than Deontay Johnson. I'm not. To me, you have to play them two like A B and Juju. A B get all the targets. Juju gets the big plays. But granted, AB was able to make them big plays himself. I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying how you should use them guys like and how they're using them guys. But five targets for George Pickens is still kind of crazy. You should try to keep them close between Deontay and George Pickens, man. Calvin Austin, he had two catches for 19 yards. Jalen Warren, four catches for 19 yards. Allen Robinson had a target, and Rodney Williams had two targets. It just wasn't. It wasn't good, man. It's not good. It's not good enough. You know, um, the receivers overall two hundred, um, eleven yards, forty targets, only twenty five receptions. Man, not good at all, man. Not good at all. And you're not really beating nobody with that type of effort. You're not. You're not. You can't tell me you beating somebody with that type of effort. You're not, man. Defense, our defense. Cole Holcomb had him a good game. Cole Holcomb has been getting better each game. He's more comfortable. I feel like now we can call him a Pittsburgh Stiller linebacker. You know what I mean? He had 11 tackles total. Keanu Neal. You know, he missed the play. He got called for roughing the passer, which was kind of crazy. But he had seven tackles. You feel me? Casey had five. So it was like, yo, our safeties are still up there with the tackles. Cole Holcomb is getting up there. So it's like, all right, you know, we see him better with that. But our, our defensive line is kind of non existent, man. Um Larry Yell, he made some plays. He had five tackles, but You know, and also my Adams, but it's like they're not really shutting it down like we would like them to shut it down. You know, they did a good job in the beginning with ETN. ETN didn't kill us in the run game in the beginning. It was more so like second half where it's like, all right, you see the game is getting away from us. And I'm not going to lie, the defense being out there so long and I don't care what anybody say. When one side of the ball is extremely better than the other side, you're gonna get you're gonna get pissed off by that. You're gonna get pissed off, and but it's not gonna be in a good way. You're gonna get a little more um you're gonna feel a little embarrassed or you're gonna feel less confident going out there because like we can do our best, but if we don't score ourselves, this is for nothing. This is for nothing, you know? So it's tough to keep guys motivated. Yeah, they get paid, but still, man, the human element comes into play, man. But as far as defense, I mean, I think we ended up with three sacks, you know? um, Beginning interceptions. Yeah, yeah, we did get an interception. We did get an interception. It was Casey when he brought it out to the to the one-yard line, man. And I'm going a, I'm to a give Casey some credit because it's like, yeah, he brought it out where he should have took a knee. But it's like, yo, you know your offense about to give the ball back. You might as well try to make something happen, man. Our defense is in home run mode when they get a turnover, you know. So I ain't really too mad about that, man. Joey Porter Jr. had his first start. To me, I felt like he had a great, great, great game. Um, a little miscommunication that caused that ETN touchdown. I felt like just looking at it, it felt like Casey kind of came down. It was like a bad angle where I felt like Casey, instead of coming down, I felt like Casey should have probably went a little lateral or back just to keep it in front of him, man. Um, where he can possibly make a better play on the ball. It just looked weird. It just looked weird. You know, I would would like to look at that play again. But honestly, we got this Thursday night game. I'm on to the next, to be honest with you, man. But yesterday, you know, I had my whole crazy, crazy rant. You know what I'm saying? I would put it on here. I would. I really would. But, you know, I went off, man. It was a whole lot of cursing in that, man. You already know when it comes to this platform, I try not to curse too crazy. But if you want the raw, edited, cut <laughs> review of the game, check the Instagram Stills for Seven Podcast. Man, I, I went a little crazy over there. Um, but man, I'm gonna do my bottom three. I excuse me, my top three, bottom two. Right after this, but man, this is this was tough. This is super, super, super tough, man. Um, what do we do with this game? I honestly feel like guys shouldn't watch film. We shouldn't really watch film. I'm gonna keep it tall. We shouldn't watch film, man. Like we should just chalk this up, get ready for the Titans, man. But you could probably watch film because the Titans is one of those games where it's like, exactly what they are gonna do. But you don't got too many days to prepare, but you're home as well, you know? So I guess they're gonna really skim through this game. And Chris Boswell missed his first kick of the year, and it's like I honestly would have put Chris Boswell in that predic in that predicament. I wouldn't have. I would have just been like, "All right, guys, hail Mary, hail Mary." What? What? I just throw a hail Mary, man. You feel me? I just felt like we should have did that instead of just putting Boswell out there to try to make a sixty-one yarder in those conditions. At that, you know. But, hey, man, it is what it is with that. Uh, A lot of bumps and bruises, man. Deontay came out the game, um, but he was able to come in. I think it was more so like Deontay still playing himself back in shape. You know, so it was one of those situations. Man, I give Still a Nation credit. Still a Nation definitely popped out. They hopped out, man. Um, Attendance was 98%. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it you can't really – the support was there. And, you know, the support going to remain there. But it's like, guys, especially on the offensive side, got to turn up, man. One guy I would like to acknowledge, man, is Nick Herbick. I feel like Nick Herbick is starting to grow into his own as an NFL player now. These last two games he made plays. Cause the fumble this game tackle for laws this game I think he had a set yeah he had a sack last game so he's starting to come along which is dope man because right now it seems like teams are holding up TJ and Alex Highsmith now with TJ like I said I asked the question do you think it's an injury that's holding him back but you know after a little thinking and talking uh they doing the same to Alex Highsmith, man. You know, so we have to look at that. We have to look at what teams are doing now instead of what they were doing in the beginning. We have to see what's going on with that. We definitely have to see what's going on in that. Like Jay's Pierre, bro. I I personally feel like you played decent yesterday. I you know, I'll even say you played good yesterday. Um don't hang your head for the the penalties they came like they, don't hang your head on that bro like you just got to move on to the next play and i already know you probably do but then again i'm not sure because you lost opportunities you know you lost opportunities and this is probably like one of the times where there still is really got a lot of t- and really didn't, and then win the game that's because the offense really felt this man offense really felt this and defense did the best they could But, man, this game was trash. (laughs) It was trash, man. I felt like the game was completely over once Mitchell Trubisky threw the interception. It was completely over. Mitchell forgot what colors we were wearing, and he threw it where three guys, three Jacksonville Jaguars were at. I'm like, yo, bro, like, what's going on with you with that, bro? Like, what's going on with that, man? But. It, it is what it is, man. If Kenny can't go and it's not looking like he'll go, but I, that a small part of me thinks that they held Kenny out. Kenny was held out because we play on Thursday, and unless Mitchell Trubisky is switched to QB Q- 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 three, I don't see I don't see us really winning this game unless our defense is demolished. The Titans, man. But this is an opportunity for the guys to turn around, turn it around, turn it around. But yeah, man, I'm going to get into the top three, bottom two, and then I'm going to wrap this podcast up, man. A short week, short pod. You already know what it is, man. So let's take a quick break. And matter of fact, when I'm going to take a quick break, I'm going to let y'all listen to the frustration from... Deontay Johnson, he's definitely going to get fine. He's definitely going to get fine. If you ain't hear it, man, I'm going to play it. But right after that, I'm going to get back to, you know, top three, bottom two, man. I don't care what nobody said. the game. Like, yeah, I got to make plays. Them two plays, them catches whatever. But don't fine. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing. One more, guys. How about them missing the call on Kenny where he heard his reds look like he got brought to their nah, They wanted them to win. They was calling them. Everything was in their favor, like we were getting every little call. Like, but it is what it is. Like, I, like I said, I ain't, I'm moving on from it. Like, I'm ready for Here, this is the top three, bottom two, man. Uh, this game, man, losing the game twenty to ten is real tough to try to figure out who's the top three and who's the and who's not the bottom two. Right, I don't have any honorable mentions. You know what I mean? I, I really don't. Uh, but going, we're gonna start with number. Should we start with the? Yeah, let's start with the top. Let's start with the top, right? So top three. So coming at number three, man. Number three, we we'll have to go to Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson had 14 targets, eight catches for 85 yards. The reason why I gave Deontay number three is because at the end of the day, when the offense was moving, he was leading that charge. You know, he was missed. Kenny missed him for a touchdown. Um, I felt like Kenny overthrew him just a tad bit on that first throw, but Deontay got his hands on it, so he's sh- you know, you know you know the NFL man. You know the NFL, if you touch it, you gotta catch it. Or just receiver etiquette in general. If you touch the ball, you gotta catch it. Um but other than that, man, Deontay's open, 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 open. You know, so he to me comes in at number three. Number two, number two to me has to go to Joey Porter Jr. I think the rook really, really, really was able to put a good game together for his first start. He didn't really blank. Like, he didn't, like, I know a touchdown, that ETN touchdown, make it look crazy, but I honestly feel like that was a safety. That was uh, more on Casey than Joey Porter Jr. Because like, the way Casey came down, it just didn't look right. It didn't look right, you know? It didn't look right. It looked like they was in cover, too, but it it just didn't look right. Like, I feel like Casey should have went a little more lateral or back just to keep that in front of him, you know? Because once he made that, it was like it was no help. Joey Porter Jr. is, is a track race at this point, you know? And he wasn't going to catch ETN with a head full of steam, man. But I think Joey Porter Jr. was uh, exceptional, man, for his first start. I don't think he's going to lose that spot. You know, he had five tackles, you know, um, no recorded pass deflections, but he did his thing out there, man. And number one, I'm going to have to go with Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb, I felt like he's been getting better each game. And when this game in particular, man, he was kind of all over the field, you know, making tackles all over the place, man. Um, We needed this from our middle linebackers because we see our safeties lead the team in tackles too often. Um, Coming into this game, Mika Fitzpatrick was leading the team in tackles. And I said this before, right? Back when the Steelers, from the 08 era, in the 08 era Steelers once they got older but like between 08 and 2010 after 2010 you started to see Ryan Clark our safety lead the team in tackles you know whereas like when we were stopping the run you didn't see safeties lead the team in tackles it was the linebacker middle linebacker middle linebacker you know and I feel like that's how you know when your defense can really stop the run. When your middle linebackers lean the team and tackles, you getting there. So Cole Holcomb is stepping up in that regard. The other guys too, you know, but Cole Holcomb is more so like, all right, I'm a Pittsburgh stiller. This is what we do. So that's my top three. The bottom two. Number two. I'm going to have to go with Mason Cole. Mason Cole had a lot of bad snaps yesterday, man. A lot of bad snaps to the ground. Um, a little bit over. It wasn't nothing extreme like the pouncy in the playoff game. I'm sorry, Pouncy, you my dog. But I'm saying like it wasn't nothing that bad, but he had a lot of bad snaps. He had a lot of bad. It just wasn't it wasn't good. He did communicate very well. You hit like you was able to hear him during the game. Him communicate. He did a good job of communicating, but executing just wasn't that, man. And granted, it might have been because of the weather, but at the end of the day, football, you this is not your first ring. The game, this not the first time you played in the rain. It's not. It's not. You know what I'm saying? So I got Mason Cole at bottom two, number two. Number one just gonna pay me to do, man. But it's gonna go to Najee Harris, man. It's going to go to Najee Harris because. Oh, yeah, 1.9 average. Seven carries. 1.9 average. It's the reason why you got seven carries because you got a 1.9 average. Like, and my beef with Najee is just the fact that he's too big for his motor to stop. When someone tries to tackle him, it seems like when someone tries to tackle him, he uses upper body more than his legs where you can use both at the same time, you know, or just don't use your upper body at all. But I know how elite you are with getting guys off you using your upper body, but you got to keep them feet going, bro, because when Jalen Warren comes into the game in the same type of predicament, like in the same situation where he's the tackling process is starting for him. Yo, he's he's his feet is moving. That's why the power go forward, or he's able to get more yards. I saw Jalen Warren get hit, and he popped forward for like four more yards. You know, because he keeps that thing going, man. Najee, you have to keep your legs going, bro. You have to keep your legs going, man. But that's my top three: Deontay, Joey Porter Jr. Um and Cole Holcomb and my bottom two, Mason Cole, Najee Harris, man. Y'all let me know if y'all agree, disagree, put it in the comments. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Make sure you check out the rest of the podcast. And I know the people that's listening to the podcast right now, they like, yo, we already listened to it. But look, I'm making the video, y'all, to the audio folks. But look, If you want to listen to the rest of the podcast, it's streaming everywhere, wherever you listen to your podcast at, man. But it's your guy, Easy. And we got to do better, man. We got a short week. We got to do better. All right, audio folks. (laughs) I know I confused y'all for a little second, but it's all good, man. Look, Stills for Seven Podcasts, episode 113. Thank y'all for listening. Be back tomorrow breaking down a little bit more as far as injuries and, you know, going forward into this Thursday night game, man. But y'all have a good one. See y'all tomorrow, man.